Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. Whoa, this one is very different from any of the episodes we've had. We get the chance to talk with Leo Treadwell. He is the founder of I Am The Matrix and the inventor of autobiographical feedback. Um, autobiographical feedback is an organic intelligence language model designed to implement what we know about human potential and biological programming to prompt exponential evolu evolution. Um, Leo is extremely concerned about the next 24 to 36 months uh, he may have said even shorter, shorter 18 months. He's very concerned about the immediate future and all the changes that globally are happening with uh, governments and artificial intelligence and all kinds of different factors. Um, and he, however, sees this as an opportunity. And we get into some, in the, we definitely get into the weeds on uh, artificial intelligence and computer programming and uh, neuroplasticity and um, all kinds of uh, scientific terms. and <laughs> uh, But we also talk about the businesses that Leo has owned and operated. He's run in some pretty powerful, I guess, corners and groups um, in the past. And um, he is a wealth of knowledge. He is... Uh, it's one of those you don't, I don't even know where to start. There's so much to this episode. It's really hard to summarize, to tell you the truth. He lives in the Dominican Republic uh, with his wife and a pillar of close friends. And he's chosen this lifestyle. And he'll tell you it's, it's because he created this in his mind years ago. And then it it's evolved and, and, and uh, been created because he, because of his thoughts. Um, so definitely big on mindset. Um, he's saying, you know, he was into artificial intelligence in the eighties. And so I can't do it any more justice. You got to listen up. Welcome to the, from adversity to abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges 
so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. Turn your adversity into abundance. All right, here's the deal. You work hard for your money. Isn't it about time you put your money to work for you? If you are an accredited investor, check out labradorlending.com. Our Integrity Income Fund provides monthly cash flow from an investment backed by hard physical real estate. Our Income Fund, which is uncorrelated to publicly traded stocks and bonds, invests in first lien mortgage notes diversified by geography, property value, and borrower type. So you're not investing in one project. You're investing in a diversified portfolio of first lien mortgage notes. Our Integrity Income Fund aims to pay its investors monthly distributions at a preferred rate of return of 8% annually. Possibly the best part, though, the fund showcases a short 12-month commitment. So you can invest your capital today and have access to that capital in one year. Check it out today, labradorlending.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm pumped today to have with us Leo Treadwell. Leo is the founder of I Am The Matrix. Leo Treadwell, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, I Am The Matrix. I mean, I'm already intrigued. I know we're going to get into that. Um for the listener who's unfamiliar with you, Leo, who are you and what are you up to today? Well, I'm a 54-year-old man. This is 2023. I'm going to be 55. I live in the Dominican Republic on the North Coast, and um, I'm married. I uh, got four children. I'm also divorced, um, and I'm really enjoying my life and excited about what's uh, ahead of us in our future right now. I think we're living in an amazing time. Uh, I spend a lot of time with friends in the in our small community here of Cabarete, where we meet in the mornings, have coffee, we surf, um, kind of have our town hall meetings, and uh, just have a really good time. It's a lot of contribution that takes place in my life right now in the community that I live in, hmm. and um, really, I guess you know, getting to the once. I guess you start to get into your 50s or maybe some people earlier or what have you start to appreciate more of the simpler things like watching mm. a sunset or uh, just appreciating the beauty of life or the individuals uh, that are around yeah. you. That's pretty yeah, much I me. Love that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love that. Um, no, that's fantastic. So, and I, I know we're going to spend more time there, and we, we I'm excited to dive into more of what you've got going on in the in the future, um, as far as in the near future, as far as your own uh, professional life, but also kind of culturally and in the in the world at large, what we have to look forward to in the next eighteen to twenty four months. So we'll put a bookmark in that, and, and that's a little Perfect. teaser. Um, but for the for the listener you know, who's an entrepreneur or a budding entrepreneur, maybe they're a small business owner, maybe they've had a small business for 10, 20 years. And, you know, the the point of the show is to talk to people and identify with people who are going through a hard time, who will go through a hard time, facing some level of adversity. That's all of us, right? So I know you've, uh, you and I were kind of discussing before we hit record, a little bit about how you've been through quite a bit, um, checked all the boxes as far as health, relationship, financial, 
probably spiritual, I don't know, uh, it, you know, uh, challenges and adversity in your own life. Um, let's jump back into your, your mid twenties when you were dealing with, uh, what ended up being a, a health, uh, emergency, you know, situation. Let's, let's dive, let's dive into that if you would for us. Sure. Well, I think I'd like to start, uh, with a presupposition that for me, um, all sorts of breakdowns and adversity are, are just opportunities for, for growth. And I know those are cliche words for sure. <laughs> I think there really are great strategies to incorporate into our lives to, yeah. to actually see them in present moment, in present time, mm. while those are happening and be like, huh, cool. I wonder what I'm going to get out of this. You know, <laughs> so yeah. that was not my mindset though, when I was 25 years old. <laughs> Yeah, no, I appreciate I appreciate you being real about it because it is easy to to say that, and I'm not saying you can't do that now, but it's easier said than done for a lot of people to to do that in the present moment. So I'd like to start, you know, where, with the the adversity that you did face, and then walk through and figure out how how did you learn, how did you grow, how did you mature to get to the point where now you are able to be present and, and appreciate. The adversity that you're facing these days but anyway mid-20s what was the situation give us some context sure so you know uh i really think it's a privilege for human beings to have a lot of adversity as far as the spiritual development that we gain along the way hmm. so at 25 yeah. years old i was playing basketball in south mission beach in san diego okay and Came down from probably a pretty bad shot. <laughs> Notice I had like a pulse and a really super severe sharp pain in my lower back. Okay. So, you know, I went home, laid around for a couple of days, like on the floor or something, just like, wow, this hurts like crazy. And I reluctantly went to the hospital to get checked out and see what was going on. Sure. When I did, you know, he said, hey, it looks like you got about a softball size, uh, you know, could be cancerous tumor in between your lower lumbar and your sacrum that's pressing down on your sciatic nerve. And that's why you're feeling that sharp pain. Wow. So I was like, uh, OK, and he said, well, I recommend that uh, you come in and look at it and have that like, looking at having that surgically removed. Hmm. Okay. So I left and. By age 25, I had already been through so much adversity. Mm. This was just another thing. Okay. So I walked out of the hospital and uh, literally looked up to the heavens and gave God the finger and said, whatever, <laughs> whatever. And wow. um, decided that I was going to uh, steal a Ferrari and rob a bank. And since wow. Mexico. Since Mexico was close, why not, you know, head for the border and just live life to the fullest? Why not? 25 years old. I've already been through all this other stuff. And at that time, I was just like, you win, throw in the towel, you know, like, just but I'm going out the bang. Going out with a bang. Right, right. Got it. Yeah. So yeah. just briefly, uh, and we, we don't need to rehash all of the, the first 25 years of your life, but it just just broad strokes. What type of adversity are we talking about? Like, like, uh, I don't want to spitball. I mean, what what type of things had you already faced before you got this bad news? Okay, broad strokes. Yeah, broad strokes. 
Okay, cool. If I had a paint roller right now, I'd start in the corner <laughs> of my screen and go right up to the other corner and cover the entire thing. Okay. And I would say uh, a felony to begin with um, for stealing an airplane from an experimental airplane from the police department. Uh, did a little strip dancing and uh, had a little bit of a challenge with uh, cocaine and crack. Gotcha. And, uh, let's see here, uh, was kind of an unwanted child and was adopted mm. by my father and ended up mm. having to leave home pretty early because mm. of just the way our relationship gotcha. was. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and, jokes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate you being <laughs> vulnerable and sharing. And here's the thing. We don't, we try, we're not, not, we're not trying to compare, you know, uh, you know, but we're trying to put ourselves in your shoes at that point and understand where you're coming from, where you've been and, and, and kind of what the situation is. So I will say you're not the first, uh, you know, person with a, a drug issue or the first bank robber. In fact, episode one with Mark Owens, he had a serious drug issue and was robbing banks and turned his life around. Fascinating episode. Um, but, but that's pretty, that's, um, that's not typical of our guests. So that's, that's, um, that's some serious, serious stuff. So, okay. And so you <laughs> rob a car and head to Mexico, right? No, I didn't. I said that didn't. was my plan. That was your plan. Got it. All right. Plan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, how was yeah. the plan? How was the now, plan foiled? Now, let, let me, let me, uh, Good question. Let me let me back up a little bit, though, because I kind of made it sound like sure. a pity party for me. And I don't want to do that because okay. at that same time between age 15, leaving home and uh, 25. Yeah. You know, so, you know, part of that pity party is a pity party is the fact that I went to six different elementary schools. So I never really had community or something to latch into. And I didn't feel that in my home either. Right. I see. Sure. So, uh, I dove into different things. And one of the things I dove into was artificial intelligence at hmm. uh, about age 14. And I mean, I was, I mean, we're talking 1980s, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that My wasn't mind, even a thing back then, right? <laughs> wasn't even a thing, but I was just like, I was so committed to using basic computer programming to get hmm. machine learning to uh, self-regulate and, and learn from its mistakes as I was making, as I was creating programs where it could fail. So anyways, I was doing that at 14 by 15 hmm. home. 16, I owned my own sailboat, was going to school on my own, had a job, bought a con convertible, little red, beautiful vehicle, um, mm. and uh, had a, you know, a pretty adventurous life. And at 19, I got my first job as a corporate trainer, opened six restaurants for a company called Magic Pan. And then mm. after that, I worked for the largest over-the-counter brokerage firm in the country uh, in La Jolla, California. Mm. At after that, I bought my first business and was building it and uh, was planning on uh, and expanding it and was mm. planning on selling it soon. So I was at I that see. point in my life when I was playing hoops, missed the shot, came down. and was like, just I've been trying so hard to, yeah. like, you know, turn my life around. And, yeah, yeah. To do all yeah. the right things and get, get your life on track and be successful and productive. So with the I'm just curious, like how much of a chance it sounds almost sounds like the doctor didn't really know for sure what it was, but we should take it out just in case. What, what was there any more context you can give? No, but, um, 
my grandfather played a huge role in my life, a huge mm. role. And um, I spent a lot of time with him. All my summers, we'd be commercially fishing up in the Mackay Indian Reservation near Canada. Mm-hmm. And he was like freedom fighter, didn't, you know, didn't believe all of the information out there about everything mm-hmm. from the pyramids to JFK to you name mm-hmm. it. Um, and he was also a very strict constitutionalist, didn't mm-hmm. trust the medical system, didn't trust anything. Mm-hmm. So he was like, he always ingrained in my head, mm-hmm. something perhaps to me, don't put me into a nursing home and let me fade away like a, mm-hmm. you know, slowly dying corpse. Mm-hmm. Allow me to die on the side of the trail, like, you know, the Native Americans and so mm-hmm. forth. And every experience I had with anybody going to the hospital in my family was a negative one. Mm-hmm. So right yeah. off the bat, I was like, I'll get diagnosed, but when it comes to treatment, based on my years of being in uh, corporate training, I'd heard so much about people like Deepak Chopra and this, this, and this, mm. and my systems thinking mind saw a correlation between artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and organic intelligence. Mm. I was okay. actually, so that was part of the reason shortly after my decision not to steal the car. I see. I see. That I said, let me dive back into this organic uh, or into artificial intelligence again with using the organic intelligence as a prerequisite model. Hmm. And interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, and I know we're going to get, uh, we'll, we'll pick up the the pace as far as your, your own personal story, but what, what happened with the, the potential tumor? So, one of the guys that I was working with at the time, um, who was actually a business partner of mine in the business, uh, I went home and I told my idea about stealing the car and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, jeez, you know. <laughs> and uh, when he was going through a community college, at one point he actually wrote a story saying, you know, it was called like, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you follow him? Right. Because <laughs> right. One time I talked to a bunch of guys, including him, into jumping off this bridge one night. And uh, <laughs> like, what the heck can we do? Right. So he knew me and he was like, if he says he's going to do this, he's going to do this. Right? <laughs> right. And um, so I was talking to him and he says, you know, Leo, um, I'm, I'm more open to, you know, these other conversations around, you know, what life's about. You're very, you know, focused on making money about being superficially mm-hmm. successful, about mm-hmm. getting women, about partying, about looking good. Mm-hmm. He's like, maybe consider that this might be something that's there to kind of wake you up, to look at healing that part of yourself that you know is like trying to cover everything else up with mm-hmm. this superficial success. Interesting. And yeah. uh, he said, why don't you consider, you know, like laying off all drugs, Get out of the cruddy food. Stop drinking. Get yeah. away from the big screen that's bigger than the one that's at the sport bar. <laughs> and you know, trying to be the the guy in town that has everybody over every night for a party. And settle into yourself for a little bit. Take a couple mm. of weeks. And mm. uh, he said, and if he, he said, and then cleanse yourself. Get some exercise. Do these things. He said, and then I want to invite you to to try some mushrooms. And okay. I was like, no way. I was like, no way, man. I'm not jumping out of a building or thinking I'm going to fly or do some crazy thing. And he's like, he's like, bro, 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 bro. He's like, man, 
you smoke crack. He's like, <laughs> right. like this is vitamin. Yeah, this is nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so, so yeah, go ahead. So, anyways, I took his advice. I took a couple of weeks, and I decided to have some mushrooms. And I went out, and I had an experience that changed my life. It hmm. bridged that gap. It's not even a gap. It uh, interfaced my understanding of artificial intelligence with what I was learning about how the body mind operates, and hmm. it just me up just blew me up and this was because now now you know nowadays we're hearing more about psilocybin and guided tours and things and um this was not that right this was that okay uh, if you're well, talking about the guided tour that's what maybe, i mean okay i don't know a ton about this i haven't you know okay. done okay. it myself but I've i've just heard you know i've talked to people who've done it and um, I guess my my point was, that my question really to you is whether or not this was just like, from what I understand, there's a difference between taking taking mushrooms, you know, with a couple buddies versus going on a guided tour and really going deep within yourself intentionally. Again, I haven't done it, but I'm just curious where what this experience was like for you. That's a really good question. A really, really good question. Because um, that's thank you for asking the question. Okay. Uh, this is when I was in my early 20s. It's 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. Understood. So um, this really wasn't even a conversation back then. Not right. really. Right. And certainly, you know, there was reverberations from the 60s and 70s. And people mm-hmm. do acid and things like this. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it's the 80s. I mean, this mm-hmm. was like very superficial. Everybody's wearing makeup and glam bands and or band, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, first of all, I did it by myself. Mm. Okay. Uh, there was no one to guide me, but I had this, I took it seriously. Mm. Okay. I was very intentional. Gotcha. My, I see. My my close friend said, "I want you to think about a couple of TV shows you like," because he was trying to relate to me. Okay. And he also had me read a book before this too, called "The Way of the Peaceful Warrior." Mm, yeah, uh, I've heard of, yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't read it. Oh, great book! I should read it. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, and actually, the subtitle is a book that changes lives, and I had to agree. Like, <laughs> great thing for my friend to set me up with all these yeah, great, yeah. you know so at any rate uh yeah i was by myself yeah and uh, i i live in a community right now a spiritual community very very spiritual community where mm-hmm. one of the i would say weak spots of it is because plant medicines are used too regularly without the respect that i mm-hmm. think serve mm-hmm. so yeah okay it's wonderful that uh, there's programs up there like MAPS and people like Timothy Leary or Timothy mm-hmm. uh, Ferris and yeah, Tim so, Ferris. Yeah. who are helping with, uh, you know, integrate yeah. therapeutic aspects of this because mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. And yeah. I'm not a proponent of telling people to go out and do heroic doses of anything. Yeah. That's, but, and that's really what I was getting at. And it sounds like you, yeah. you were taking, you were doing this with some real intention of going, introspective and and doing some work 
you know, about your on yourself and looking inward as opposed to just getting high for a few hours. <laughs> um, uh, going back to what to finish my sentence, my wife always yeah. reminds me what you said. Uh, he asked me to uh, think about two TV shows, and he said, "Think about Kung Fu and Star Trek." Okay. And then imagine yourself uh, going and having an experience is both mystical, but you're going to understand who you are on a more cosmological level, uh, mm-hmm. really integrates with, with life as well. And I was like, well, both of those are adventurous type of interesting, mm-hmm. mind-expanding TV shows. I'll, I'll entertain that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So you have this experience and... How is your life different on the other side of that experience? Yeah. So to begin with, I had the first uh, real experience of love. Hmm. I think that I ever had. Wow. Like this light came out of the sky and was like, boom, hit me and was like, wow. uh, you're okay. Hmm. You're, uh, you're a beautiful guy. Hmm. Everything that's happened in your life has happened because there's a there's a plan, there's a purpose, there's there's a reason why you've experienced this stuff. You're supposed to use it to alchemize hmm. it, to become more empathetic, to understand other people. Stop being so superficial. Hmm. You know, like these hmm. things aren't important. Let me show you again what's important. Boom, get hit with love. Like, oh, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Pretty much the next day, my friends are like, uh, are you an alien? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what happened okay. to you? <laughs> so now, because I know, because I definitely want to get to kind of more of what you have going on today. But before we get there, what, so that was obviously, so we're from your, walk us through the last, you know, 30 years or whatever we're talking about. Um, how did your life progress both personally and professionally? I know that's a ton. That's a, a loaded question. There's a ton to unpack there, but sort of after this experience, what did things look like for you going forward? Okay. So let me, if you don't mind, can I throw some broad yeah. stroke out again? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So I was really on purpose, man. The next, starting the next day, I was on purpose. Like, okay. <laughs> I literally went and sold my business like within a week and said, I'm taking time off. Put a hundred percent attention on integrating what I know about artificial intelligence into the body minds. And I'm going to figure something out that's never been figured out. So I dove into that. And then shortly after I began to have a whole bunch of my own dark episodes of just things I hadn't dealt with in my life. It started to come up. I was doing, I guess you'd call it shadow work quite a bit. Okay. I spent a lot of time meditating and eating better and being more careful with my words, mm. uh, noticing people I'd heard in the past that I probably wouldn't even have noticed. Mm. I would have just gone over them. I was like, oh, yeah, geez, I kind of mm. hurt the person, you know, and like maybe I should feel differently when I go to say hello. Mm. Because certainly a week ago, I would have just walked up, hey, what's going on? You know, instead of like Mm, realizing I had done something, you know. Mm. So that was a lot for me, man. I mean, I'm 25 Mm. years old, going on 26, and had a life of survival. It was all about me. You know? Yeah. 
So just layers and layers were peeling off and continue to. But then I still, you know, as I dove into this work within six months, I didn't have a tumor or any pain or anything in my lower back. Um, I got really wow. interested in working with people like Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra and Les Brown. And at the time, people like Brian Tracy and all this. Mm -hmm. So I ended up working with all these guys, sharing the stage with them and, and introducing this work. But I was so interested in global change. Hmm. I was so interested in communicating what I had seen in this vision of where the direction of humanity was going. Hmm. Environmentally, technologically, geopolitically, uh, geoeconomically, and seeing this convergence of all of these things happening in the future. The necessity for something like I had created to be used on a much bigger level. Hmm. And because there isn't a listening for that, people need to hear, how does it work for me? Right. How yes. does it work for me? That's, right? I mean, that's the end of the day. That's what, what's in it for me, right? That's that's what we're, right. that's what most people want to hear. That's so how we're I wired, up, right? I ended up like, for a number of reasons, one of them being not even interested in sharing this super important message I had at the time, okay? So I got out of that and um, ended up going through a divorce, a lot of custody battles, bankruptcy, challenges, crazy. They're really, and just continue to have me look at who I am, who I'm being, how I communicate, what the reverberations from my survival, needy, need for superficial recognition, all of these things mm -hmm. still just etched deeply in my psyche that I was working through. Mm -hmm. I continue to keep addressing. I continue to, you know, um, yeah. and that also led to opening several businesses, doing really well, even in the time of adversity, training okay. my mind, training yeah. my mind to be, I'm going to be so busy making things happen that mm. the things happening to me can never take me out. Hmm. Interesting. And I actually started to get excited. And there's there's sciences and medical terms for these things that I incorporate into my work that are very important, very important. That because when you change the way that you are viewing that adversity, uh -huh. everything from the internal biochemistry inside of the body to the probabilities that the human mind is projecting into the quantum field, we know from double slit experiment entanglement from Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, how we put attention and where we put attention on things affects what we're putting attention on. So mm -hmm. inside and outside, mm -hmm. if our focus isn't correct, mm -hmm. if we're not going to get the right meaning, yeah. we're already on the wrong path. Because mind okay. is primary, the matter and the results are secondary. That's good. So, so yeah, and it's not, it, this isn't just some woo-woo positive thinking uh something something that's going to make you leo feel better it actually affects the outcome that's what you're saying right yes you want me to tell you why yeah why absolutely so <laughs> the average person has thousands of hours of precognitive commitments to what the world is and what things mean we didn't consciously create these but because of the environment we live in, they're, they're shaped into our response mechanism. So if someone goes through bankruptcy, that means, you know, what does that mean to me as a businessman? What does that mean to me as a man? What does that mean mm -hmm. to me as buyer? What does that mean to me as, you know, my definition of success or failure for myself in life? Like mm -hmm. all of these things that could mean this stuff 
easily with hmm. no social uh uh nobody's gonna try to stop me from feeling that way right right yeah no but i can also have an immediate response that says what are five things that are great about this how's it going to make me a better person and what evidence do i have around me of other people who've been through situations like this and have came out on the other side mm-hmm. freaking kick kick butt well, you know? and that's that's precisely why we do I do the podcast, right? Is is exactly what you just said because people, we're going to take your story of what you've been through, and we're going to see that he got got through it and got he's a better person because of it. Not that we're hoping. I don't seek out adversity. I don't know about you, but you know, but but we, <laughs> but I mean, that's the point of that's that's why we want to hear your story is exactly for that reason. So. um Okay, so I mean, this is uh, pretty fascinating stuff for sure. So, so just real quickly, the businesses that you that you've owned and operated, what just broad strokes, what what type of businesses were those? So, I had a, a training company for a while. Uh, I worked with uh, people like Jane Goodall, uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, the United States Navy. Uh, Marines, law enforcement, uh, many in indigenous tribes of North America, Canada, and the United States, Fortune uh, 500 companies like Verizon and so forth back in the day. Mm-hmm. Lots of schools, uh, did a lot of work with at-risk youth, near and dear to my heart because my own personal story. Sure. And, um, so I had that training company, which I you know yeah. enjoyed immensely. And um, you know worked with the Navy's leadership academies, and it was wonderful. Wonderful. Also had a construction company that I knew nothing about construction, but at that <laughs> time in my life, I felt like I needed to remodel my life. So mm. I said, hey, let me open a remodeling company and I'm going to use this stuff as a metaphor. Mm. First job is a three, three bath or a four bedroom, three baths house remodel. Mm-hmm. And I walk <laughs> into the bathroom and I'm like, look at all that shit I got to deal with. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> right. much where my life is right now, you know? And uh, so I decided to, you know, leverage that opportunity to re to rebuild, take another look at my life and and really mm-hmm. look through that lens of, you know, I can do whatever I want to do. Business is not a big deal. I need time to self-reflect again. Like I sold my business mm-hmm. before. said I'm a special time on the feed. So let me just open a business that mm-hmm. I think is easy to do. Mm-hmm. Let me create some systems, build it, sell it. And then get back into what I was doing before, maybe try to find another way to communicate this work to people, right? Hmm. So uh, mobile detailing and then also detailing shops at uh, La Jolla Beach Tennis Club, uh, Hotel hmm. Del Coronado in San Diego. Hmm. Uh, they had trucks that would go out and do office units from Mexican uh, border, Mexico, all the way up to hmm. the north end of San Diego County, which is quite a stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sounds like business was was never really. I mean, it was you were good at it, and, and it was, and but it more or less filled a void temporarily, or was a means to an end. It, it, the these businesses, I'm not trying to downplay the businesses, but they they weren't necessarily the end all be all for you. It sounds like you would kind of do them for a while, have success, but then you always had the bigger picture in mind. Is is what I'm getting? Is that fair to say? Well. I didn't. It's really easy with the work that I have to help somebody get a helicopter. Really easy. Okay. Really easy. Okay. It's really easy with the work that I have to help somebody find the, the love of their life. Super easy. 
And I'd like to show, I told you the, uh, the why. I haven't told you the how yet, by the way. So yeah. I, I've never really been like, oh man, I want to go out there and help people get more junk. Right. I want to help people see that the world's heading in a terrible direction at freight train mm. speed and that we need to turn this thing around. And that includes your life becoming the most amazing life it could possibly be. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. If we don't start working collectively and collaboratively and understand that this bigger picture, if we telescope back and see that we're destroying, we're the only, we're the only creature on the planet that kills itself, kills hmm. its environment. We have some yeah. fundamental problems right now. Yeah. You know, we have 20% diagnosis of mental problems in the United States, and that's just diagnosed. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at critical mass and 100th monkey and tipping point, you have to take into to account the fact that that 20% is affecting that other 80% and making them in a state of a new norm, which is not mentally well. Sure. And we yeah. have more pressure continuing to compound on us, and it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. So the oh, we can't control the wind, but we can't control the sails. Hmm. The programming that we have right now is in a reactive state because we didn't consciously create it. Mm -hmm. But we can mirror the same way that artificial intelligence is designed to create feedback neural patterns. We can do that now consciously with our own brain. And that's a technology that's used on us through agendas and algorithms and narratives mm -hmm. and so forth. Mm -hmm. That if in the hands of the people, we can mm -hmm. shut that down and actually consciously and competently reorganize our intelligence in a way that can navigate totally from a creative space instead of a reactive one. So before we get even more into the how, um, you know, what are these forces that are working against us? Is this just a natural evolution of chaos? Is it the government? Is it, you know the media outlets is it facebook or you know it, it, i don't know if you can even answer that this question but um i guess first off why do you say I, i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying asking why do you say we're headed for these headwinds and this chaos in the next couple of years well being as i worked in the largest financial institution in the company um, i didn't mention i ran I didn't run. I was elected for, uh, nominated to run for state Senate in 2008. Um, and have been involved in politics locally and on a state level, as well as an entrepreneur, as well as working with the military. Mm -hmm. Gives me a pretty good idea. If I do my research about, you know, mm -hmm. being a hedge fund manager for a derivatives <clears throat> company mm -hmm. that trades foreign currencies, I have to have an idea of what's going on with foreign currencies around the world. Sure. To be in politics, the United States being a leader in global politics, I have to be aware of what's going on in global politics. Sure. Yeah. So from a very fundamental boots on the ground, basic level, I can mm -hmm. see got a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah. Got sure. a lot of problems. Yeah. Being that I understand artificial intelligence and I understand the direction and its ability to exponentially grow and how it's soon going to be converging with quantum computing. How it's going to soon be converging with robotics that are going to be far beyond anything we can even imagine, moving at probably close to light speed around us. Mm -hmm. 
being hmm. as in Congress just in the last two weeks, we've introduced the fact that we are engaging with aliens that are uh, co-located, meaning multidimensional, that we're going to be introducing a new way to look at time and space and reality in general. Hmm. There is a lot of things going on that are going to hmm. be, mm-hmm. these probabilities are amplifying and converging and are going to continue to pick up speed over the next 18 mm-hmm. to six months, not 24. I'm mm-hmm. saying bookend that properly. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I want to help people learn how to prepare for this and evolve at the same pace mm-hmm. as the world is changing. Yeah. But to create a better world in the process. Yeah. No, I love that. I just wasn't sure if we were saying it's all coordinated or if it's just a, you know, chaotic. Someone, uh, yeah. someone, I mean, do you mind if I throw a couple of things at you? Go for it. Okay. So. There's so much information right now that's being disclosed. There's so much proof of misinformation from the past. Everything from our human origin stories. Mm. I don't know if you've been to the pyramids or not, or been inside Mm -hmm. or taken a look around. It's life-changing on its own. Um, But understanding these these texts that have emerged with calendars that are 25,000 years old, that are all around the world. And these sites measure those calendars. Like our origin stories are definitely different. Hmm. And because these government officials are saying that these UFOs, some of them have been, you know, connected with like, I mean, these are government officials, top, top tier government officials working with Raytheon and, and general dynamics. And mm-hmm. It's hard to, pe- people's ability to comprehend all of the things that are happening right now is is mm-hmm. what I'm concerned about and what I want to help mm-hmm. them to develop the neural yeah. networks to begin to yeah. organize, compartmentalize and see how does this affect me and how do I take right. advantage of the opportunities that are arising also? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's dive into that more now because I know that's really where you want to go. Um, so, you know, because the end of the day, whether you are 100% right about all this stuff and I'm not indicating you're not, but... At some point, the, the average person says, it doesn't matter. I can't control that anyway, right? So so how do, what does this mean for me? I mean, not me, Jamie Bateman, but what does it mean for the listener who is like, who is this guy, Leo Treadwell, who probably knows a lot about this other stuff, but I, I don't know what that is, how that's going to affect me. What am I supposed to do with this information? So yeah, talk to us, Leo. What do, what do we do with this? What are the opportunities and where do we go with it? Okay, wonderful. Thank you. So to begin with, um, when we do change our change ourselves, although it's a, again a, a spiritual idiom to say that uh, you're changing the world, actually there's a lot of truth to that. They're, mm. they're real. So while that person, what's in it for me? That that's going to happen. Yeah. So what's what's in it for you? Well, if you're the type of person who's like, I don't even want to look at this stuff right now. It's just too over the top. I got too many things going on. Da 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 da. da, da which is probably yeah. most people. Yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs too, for sure. I mean, I, I it's very easy to to work a lot and jump into the next project and uh, bury your head, you know, and and, sure. and work hard, right? Um, so and yeah, as- I, I, just I'm sorry, but just so in 2015, just a quick, I stopped watching the news, cable news. I'm talking about you know Fox News, CNN, whatever else, and I re- I made a very intentional not this in the same way you did, but a very intentional shift to focus on what I could control and my, my own myself and 
look to strengths in my own network and relationships and who's on my team, you know, and I stopped worrying about the big picture stuff. Now, it wasn't me saying that's not happening. It's not me saying that's not real or war doesn't matter. I'm not saying that, but I felt uh, focused. If I focused too much on the big stuff, I felt I had no power. And so once I looked more in the micro level, I could actually affect change, you know, so where does that all, was that a bad approach that I, that I took or how how do you see that? So my brother, that's part of this transition that's going on right now in the very recent past, you know, we could look ahead and say, it's all good. Let me just bury my head and and do what I got to do. We can't do that. Hmm. We can't do that right now because uh, the world's just changing too fast too on rapidly. Three real levels. Even governments are going to be replaced soon, probably by tech companies. Hmm. Private armies are being developed, right? I mean, like so much stuff is going on hmm. around. And again, no, nothing is going to stop us from hearing more about mm-hmm. UFO stuff and all these things. It's going to mm-hmm. keep I may mm-hmm. sound like saying a lot of it right now. Nothing's we're being fed. It's going to keep picking up momentum. All of these things. Oh, more war. Now this mm-hmm. country's all this, this, you know, mm-hmm. all of this stuff's going to continue. At no point are we going to get a break. We're not. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we, we can look at 2020 for sure. And we can be like, oh, COVID. You know, we can look at 2022. Oh, Ukraine war. We can look mm-hmm. at 23 and be like, AI and mm-hmm. Uh, sex scandals with kids mm. and this, this and we can live off those things. I mean, it's 2024 mm. for sure. Electric election stuff mm. and this mm-hmm. and this. It's only going to keep building momentum. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what do so what do we what do we do with it? What how do yeah, I what do we do yeah, with it? We, so yeah. what do we do with it? <laughs> well, to begin with, um, we got to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And. Um, and understand that you, Jamie Bateman, are far more powerful than you might have been led to believe to begin with. Mm. Just have that as a, as a possibility. Mm-hmm. I introduce right. you to something that will, I think, help unleash that. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. So the average person has about 60,000 thoughts a day, or what are called thought loops. 6,000, pardon me. It's common knowledge, 60,000, but it's really 6,000 thought loops. It's like you think okay. about something like 10, 15 seconds, then you go on to the next thing. I okay. see. Yep. And that means that every single one of those thoughts has an emotion right behind it. Thinking about something, you feel something associated sure. to it. It's pre preconditioned yeah. personal response. Makes sense. Now, if we are not in control of the direction of our thoughts and the quality of our emotions, then we are affected by the wind. And as mm-hmm. this stuff picks up momentum, we just, we get more polarized. We're grabbing toilet paper off the racks. <laughs> uh, we're looking at how do I dump more money into my business to keep it going during this time? You know, how do I conform to this and this and this and this and this, right? We're in survival mode. Mm. So here's how the brain works. And I'm sure you've heard this before. And I'm sure many of your listeners have heard this before. Neurons that fire together, wire together. You ever mm-hmm. heard that? Yeah, I've heard that phrase. Yep. Okay. So you have about 6,000 neurons that are fired together in a particular way. They do that every single day. Some of those things make Jamie Bateman uh, really 
kick butt individual. <laughs> Some of those things, you know, I would be better off if I could replace them with X, Y, and Z. Okay. Sure. Some of those things you can look at the future that's coming and be like, I'm going to need to become probably A, B, and C to start to fit into this world right now that's, yeah. that's emerging. And that's where the organic intelligence language model comes in. And here's how it works. Tony Robbins, God bless him. I've learned so much from him. I've enjoyed mm -hmm. my time with him and his team. It's been amazing. Joe Dispenza, same thing. Bruce mm -hmm. Lipton, same thing. Greg Braden, same thing. All of these guys out there that are teaching about everything from epigenetics, Harbecker, mm -hmm. Billionaire Mind, mm -hmm. all of these things. They're wonderful conceptual models and great information. But how mm -hmm. do we implement it? Right, right. Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> you know, quickly. That's the elephant in the room. So they'll all talk about creating an anchor that says, I want to feel this way, see this thing, and then take this action and reinforce that. And that pattern will fire and wire together until it becomes my reality. Now, right. when we sounds good, down, right? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> I agree with you. Sounds sign good. Me up, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So how many people are out there saying that same thing? Right. Everybody. Right. So I wouldn't be out here saying this if I was doing something that was that same thing. I'm not. What I did is I said, okay, well, let's take a look at artificial intelligence. What does it do? It takes a story and then it organizes it by syntax, literally layer okay. by layer by layer by layer by layer. And it's yeah. got encoding in that. That's, you know, you can clear the screen, you can create an image, you can do a foreign X loop, you can do an if then statements. If this happens to me, then I feel this way. Sure. Okay. You can see how that programming our story. The syntax, how it's layered, the meanings that we give it, et cetera. So the if-then loops, the self-referring feedback, cybernetic yeah. loop, right? So if I say to myself, how do I create new neural networks inside of myself that say, when I have an adversity, first thing I'm going to do is get excited, feel hopeful, get curious, and wonder how in the heck is this going to make me a better person? And what is it preparing me for? Hmm. And what are three ways that I can take this on and enjoy the process? Hmm. Right? Now, it's like, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Let's yeah, see what happens the next time that happens to you, Leo. Let's see if that Right, exactly. Up. Again, sounds good, right? <laughs> sounds good. Now, if I said to you, well, there are technologies that have been around for thousands of years that we can blend with what we know about applied neuroplasticity and artificial intelligence. And this first technology I want to introduce to you is called Gematria. Okay. And Gematria is the origin of every single language on the planet. It has a phonetic value associated to a numeric value. Okay. Okay. So the Bible is written in a Gematric code. So is the Kabbalah. So is the Torah. The uh, All of these, the Sa mm -hmm. Sanskrit, all of them have the same original coding. Now, what happens when you read something and create images where it's now fusing numbers and everything you associate to linear activity to now a storyline and imagination in your visual cortex diving down into your hypothalamus you're using both sides of the brain and creating symmetry that's not normally there okay mm -hmm. so i said what if i take that same technology of gematria and i encode what we know about human development business development relationship development mm -hmm. uh, everything you could possibly imagine mm -hmm. and create phonetic associations for each uh, number. So luckily, luckily, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and zero match all of the phonetics in the English language. Okay. okay. So 
as an example, as an example, yeah, I have a ton of business anchors. Okay. So when I see number 20, years ago, I went to a Harbecker seminar. And uh, as a matter of fact, I used this copy from 20 years ago in some copy yesterday. <laughs> 20 years ago, I'm sitting in, oh no, not 20. Yeah, about 20 years ago, I'm sitting in a Harbecker seminar. And he says, uh, turn to your neighbor, give him a high five and say, I only deliver the highest quality products and services. And from there, I constantly improve. Why? Because he was trying to get across a point that a lot of times people don't feel like they've got their stuff at a place that's good enough mm -hmm. presented to the world. Yeah, I could see that. I could see a lot of a lot of business owners, you know, might might empathize with that. And even though they believe in their company, maybe, but they don't really believe in it you know, like, like they could. Right. So what's that? Say that again. Self. Or in themselves, which is really the what underlying, yeah. What it comes down to. That's what the business probably is a, you know, actually reflects is the inner, the, the, the person behind it. But so. Now, let me um, continue. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So at that time I was studying good seminar leaders in Harbecker. I don't know if you know who he is mm -hmm. there. He's amazing. Yeah. I went to his um, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind like five times to script how he was doing his presentation, when he would ask questions, when he would do these things. Anyway, so like I said, there was a bunch of anchors that I got from that event, including I only deliver the highest quality products and services, and from there I constantly improve. So I encoded that into number 20, because 20 has the phonetics of na and la for only. Okay. And when I Whenever I see 20, it's like, oh yeah, I only deliver the highest quality products and services for there I constantly improve. So this now, this just just for the listener. So if you see the number 20, that's what you think now. Is that what you're saying? No, not now. Not now. Really? Because it's now okay. that's a permanent pattern. Okay. All right. So yeah. but in the past, yes. Now yeah, I have in the a, past. Okay. Now I have a different meaning, but that's who I am now. So when it comes to adversity, I made all these anchors to cover different areas of my life long ago. Okay. That programmed, hardwired, fired and wired so many times. I programmed that I'd be living on the ocean in the Caribbean, married to a beautiful Caribbean woman who is a professional. Uh, and I'd be doing my work from the Caribbean, da 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 da. And like, that's my focus kept going to, focus kept going to, focus kept going to, da 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 da. And that's where I'm at. All yeah. right. So, and I actually heard, uh, I guess it's Jesse Eckert um, last year. He gave a, a talk at a mastermind. Out. Is it T. Harv Eckert? Ecker, right? Is that, that's who we're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. His son gave a, gave a talk that I was at, which was really good. But so, okay. Say, say I'm an entrepreneur and cause obviously we're not going to solve all the world's problems on this in the next five minutes. Um, what, how do I implement this? Or, you know, if, if, if in one to two years, I want my world and my family's world, my business's world, my communities, you know, to be a better place than it will be if I don't implement these tactics, okay. what's the first step? What's, what's the, right. the basic next step? Another killer question. Thank you. Okay. So first of all, my main objective, all the free content I'm going to be giving away is based, it's going to be focused on helping people stay calm, make good decisions, and then get financially set and get their base set before 
taking on anything else just for clarity. Okay. So 99, fuck, fuck, financial freedom. So as an anchor, a entrepreneur could say, ah, I want to become financially free. More than likely. That's why they became an entrepreneur, sure. right? Absolutely. So, they, so you say to them, um, or I would say to them, I'm like, what's your mm-hmm. financial freedom number? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Most people say, hey, I don't have any idea. <laughs> right. It's not a number. It's a lifestyle. Okay. Okay. And now getting super clear on what that is and on so many levels, every time they see 99 through the organic intelligence language model modalities, we train the reticular activation system, mm. mm-hmm. part of the brain that notices things that are familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like you're familiar with it. I am familiar with it just on a, you know, once you start looking for a Honda Accord, that's all you see, right? You don't, you hardly see any other types of if cars. You drive, just, whatever you drive. Yeah. 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 Or if you're just, that's what you're, uh, is on your mind. That's what you're kind of seeing all the time. And now you think every other car is a Honda Accord, even though it's not, but, <laughs> but no, 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 not necessarily. You notice more Honda Accords than anyone else around you because you own a Honda Accord. That's sure. the thing, an emotional relationship to that thing. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, out- yeah, that's how I've been, uh, at least been introduced to the reticular activating system. But so, okay. So I come to you. And I need help in, in making my world better. We start creating these anchors and how does this actually, how does so, it actually work? I could get into the, how the whole program works, which I really don't want to get into like selling the program so sure. much. What I want to do though, is I want to share a couple examples for entrepreneurs. Sure. Yeah, that would be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So I think first and foremost is having that clarity of where am I going with my business financially? What is it? Yeah. So if you, if there were another language you knew that you could design a story about the most epic life you can imagine Hmm. that you would see everywhere for the rest of your life. In my opinion, as people start to understand what I'm introducing, it's going to become a no brainer. Hmm. Okay. So when they see the 99, they're like, Oh, well, that's what that is. Of course they're going out to dinner. They open the menu. They see 1999 for a glass of wine or whatever. And they're like, ah, that that interrupted my pattern brought me back to where I'm going. Now, when they see the 81, that might be their exit strategy. Ah, how do I get from where I'm at to that 99? All of that information is compressed into that little tiny two digits, visual, emotional, the strategy, the plan to get there, the potential obstacles, how you're going to overcome them. All that stuff's there. The questions that will collapse time, the agreements that will be made that will collapse time. Hmm. But when you see that 81. And then when you see the 81, you see an 18 because you just reverb them. Boom, boom. And you see that's your sales goals that leads you to your exit strategy that leads you to your 99. Now, if you see your 24, that might be your income possibilities. And you see your 40, mm. 24, then 42, that's your passive income streams. Now, okay. so as a business owner, you can create from zero, zero to 99, a hundred killer that are going to keep you on track. Boom, boom, boom. Every every aspect of your business can be encoded in. But I wouldn't recommend it because you want your health to be good. <laughs> yeah. So a, you start right. creating sneakers focused on longevity, escape velocity. The possi- One of the possibilities that's emerging right now in the 18 to 36 months ahead of us, the ability to live forever is literally hmm. merging in front of us right now. To put attention on that type of health, to begin to understand that I need to rewire myself to look for that type of wealth, long-term sustainable wealth streams, to start 
reframing. How do I look at family if my life's going to be a lot longer if I'm doing this? How do I reframe my community contribution? How do I reframe my personal growth and development? Hmm. How do I start to get excited about these new worlds that are emerging around us right now and get on the wave instead of get hit by it? Hmm. That's good. Organize so, the intelligence inside of myself, optimize my mind and isolate my energy and take steps that are moving at the same pace as the world is changing around me. Hmm. So get in alignment with what's happening to to reach those, op- create opportunities and, and create abundance really based on your, your mindset. So now, because I do have some rapid fire questions and we got to get out of here. Um, can you, are there any specific concrete examples that where you've actually seen this, not, not in your own mind, in your own life, but with other people, have you worked with other people and seen this actually play out in the real world? Sure. Yeah. We beta tested across the United States and Canada. We did an online beta test at the beginning of the year. And uh, the beautiful thing is, bro, the science is solid. Hmm. It's solid. And we go into all of the science. So I'll give briefly. It's a 40-day program that's online. You take it at your own pace. There's a video, okay. an audio, an induction, and a, a workbook assignment each day okay. and a way to use it in real life each day. Okay. Got Broken it. Broken into three modules. Got and, it. Uh, yeah. That's and awesome. by, the end of that, by the end of that three months, you're going to have more control over the direction of your thoughts, the quality of your emotions than you ever dreamed. Than you ever dreamed. Are you ready for some rapid fire questions, Leo? Let's do it. All right. What is one thing that people misunderstand about you? Uh, my intention. Can you clarify? Yeah. Uh, I'm so interested in other people and helping them and uh, getting them the ability to see the value of, of where, how I see the world. Yeah. Uh, that it comes across like I'm trying to get something. Like, what's in it for him? Mm. I really, truthfully, am like, oh my God take a look at this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause it's impacted you in such a positive way. You, you feel the need to, to share it. Um, humanity, the, the future of humanity, I believe is, is on the line right now. Is that There's risk? a lot of not sharing that's, uh, yeah, I really do yeah. believe so. So things like this, not just like this is the only way, but yeah, the evolution of humanity is very important right now. Understood. Personally, what's one of your biggest, failures or something that you'd like a do-over with? Nothing. Um, although I have a lot of pain for things that have happened mm-hmm. uh, that I wish that pain didn't have to, you know, impact those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to trust that just keep being the person you're supposed to be, be a good person, da 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 whatever you can do to make amends, do it, whatever you can't do. Just keep going. Gotta let it go. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would it be? Wow. Um, it'd be really difficult to choose one historical mm. figure, that's for sure. But if I wanted to collapse data, isolate energy, I would probably choose Alexander the Great because he had the tutelage of Aristotle, Plato, and Socrates hmm. stacked on him. That's the first for the show. Um if you were given $10 million tomorrow, what would you do with it? Immediately invested into uh, marketing. Uh, and uh, we're putting our program into the top 25 languages around the world right now. So it would include in uh, uh, 
you know, more work into the translations and the imagery for those different languages and cultural um, locations and so forth. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. If you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Or if you tea. could only eat one meal? <laughs> tea. Tea? Okay. Um, what is a challenge that you're facing? It sounds like marketing, but in your business right now, what's a challenge that you're dealing with? Yeah, and I wouldn't say marketing is a challenge. Okay. Um, I would say that uh, I just want to, I understand the urgency mm -hmm. of giving people the ability to actually control their own thoughts for the first time of their life, which sounds mm -hmm. great, but that's what this actually does. Mm -hmm. uh, what was your question? Uh, what's a challenge that you're facing in your business? Um, balance with taking care of my wife um, and my close community of friends, I think, is uh, not getting the attention that they deserve. Mm. Okay. Um, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone starting out in your your industry, uh, or maybe I know you're kind of just launching this new new venture, but um, what's a piece of advice that you'd give someone? who's in your shoes, um, you know, maybe it's a, a personality trait that's, that would go a long way. Anything, uh, anything you can provide to the entrepreneur who's thinking about going along and doing something like, like you're doing? Uh, yeah. Personality trait for sure. Uh, let's see here. Adventure. It's gotta okay. be, gotta get excited. Yeah. The really amazing <laughs> world coming our way right now. And, uh, Probably, I, I think that how we create this next reality and attribute of the people who are decided to jump on board and get involved and be a part of shaping it, because it's mm -hmm. going to be very different from this one, is uh, contribution. The understanding that we're interconnected to everything and that how we are, uh, our intention for what we're building, why we're building our wealth. Like as an example, this business I'm designing right here, right now, mm -hmm. all of that mm -hmm. money, once we get the marketing out and get this thing going, it's going to be mm -hmm. recycled community projects like food farms and things like that, preparing for a more resilient community where I live. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go from beyond there. Uh, but Love I think it. those types of attributes would be good for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is a book, one book or two that you could recommend for my listener? For sure. Leadership in the New Sciences by Margaret Wheatley. Okay. It explains how businesses and organizations and political parties and families and anything you could possibly imagine. Uh, if you look at natural law, how it works with the new sciences that are emerging with everything from chaos theory to quantum mechanics to simulation theory, you name it. And working with nature is a way better model than and, uh, destroying it. So and I think that's a against nature. Yep. And Got the second it. book is uh, the Bible of almost everybody in the human development industry and something that people like Joe Dispenza literally teach right out of in their longer programs. It's a book called Stalking the Wild Pendulum by Itzhak Bentoff. And okay. now, if you would ask me 10 years ago to name some books, I would have said something like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, blah, 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 mm -hmm. right? But because the world is changing, I think it's important for people to understand the fundamental laws of physics from another perspective in relationship to how they're going to offer value. 
because a lot of things that people can offer value with a few years ago, they're not going to be able to offer value with a few years from now. Wisdom is going to be a commodity for sure. Time is going to be a commodity. Sustainable systems is going to be a commodity, whether it's wealth systems or it's happiness systems. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. We have, that's the first for both of those, those books. Um, on the show. What is one question, Leo, that I have not asked you that I wish you wish I had? Um, wow, man, I just wrote down a list of questions for podcast interviewers today, too. And <laughs> you did a really good job, man. I appreciate it. You let me talk and get a lot of stuff out. I super appreciate that. So thanks. Absolutely. Um, where can our, list, our listeners find you online? I am the matrix.com. We got all of our social media tags there. It was ping on them, sign up for whatever they want. And uh, I'm going to be offering a ton, a ton of courses, you know, one to five day courses that are even have more modules added on to them all for free. I really want to help people understand where this is going first, give some immediate, practical, ap- applicable ways to get anchors in their life for whatever they want. And the power of thought, where we put our focus, you can't mm-hmm. underestimate that. Can't underestimate that. Where our attention goes, energy flows, reality grows, and that's just it. Mm-hmm. So it may seem spiritual or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Is there I mean it's this is you know, this is definitely a unique episode, I'm not gonna lie. Um is who else is is in this field with you? Who else is kind of in the I guess Nobody? Nobody. No, this is a new industry. There yeah. will be um, other organic intelligence language models that will be presented. I'm bringing out the Model T. But <laughs> it's very, very, very important because people need to get to A to Z quickly. And right now with what we got functioning, considering the human brain can do up to 100 billion computations per second, that our DNA can hold up to 215 petabytes of information per gram, considering we have 40 trillion thinking and feeling cells. There's so much intelligence inside of us. Nature doesn't make something this incredible to not be organized and optimized in a way that's far more capable of projecting into a malleable reality that, like we live in. I'm definitely going to have to listen to this one again. <laughs> You've dropped a lot of a lot of knowledge for sure. Um, Leo, this has been great. So thank you. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. Thank you too, Jamie. I appreciate it. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. And to the listener, thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us. And that is your time. Don't forget to head over to our website, adversitytoabundance.com, adversitytoabundance.com, the number two. And share the show if you liked it. We appreciate that. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Investors, have you ever experienced challenging communication or the headache of tracking taxes and insurance? Meet BiFi, a loan servicing company founded by investors for investors. With an expert team and best-in-class vendors, BiFi will partner with you to service your loan from start to exit. Visit BiFiLS.com to see how you can get started today. That's B-I-F-I-L-S.com. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time.
Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, inspiring stories of mental, physical, and financial transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.